Hi, Anna Gray. Hello. What do we say? How do we start this? <laughs> we, just, we do want to mention. judged by that Chinese girl in there. Both of them. There's two. There's clones of them. Are you all sisters? That's what everybody asks me. Are you sisters? Are you sisters? I know. Are y'all twins? No, 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 Hey, I do want to say, okay, we're starting to go. I've got granola on my um, I do oh, want to, I do want to give a shout out to the Peruvian connection Woo-hoo! for, um, you took, you did my great photo shoots uh, shoot today, and uh, you made, really made me feel a bit like more a high, like I don't sexy need, boost. I did. I, I felt like, you know, just really, no, actually I just, there still was that edge of uncomfortableness that I think everybody has with the awareness of being behind in front of the camera, but yeah. you really did it in a wonderful way. Um, but what I really loved about it was the outcome of it is like you captured this, the heart of me and I really appreciate that. Oh, but then I, loved it. I was wearing per- Peruvian. Peruvian connection clothes cause I love them so much in this cardigan and the dress is both from them. And I, what last minute said tag them and then they reposted, they reposted us. us and sent us affirmation which we've needed we need here lately some affirmation. you know it can feel very naked though being in front of a camera it can. but not when you have on peruvian connection no, i mean you just re- obviously uh, rock it but yeah. um no that's that's what's going on yeah and to feel no, good we do want to be we want to be naked in our vocabulary naked here and that, unashamed with our question that we have for today yeah how do you want to go about it i don't know actually what our question is well what is our question okay why can't i think why can't people be more honest and stop being soft snowflakes with each other why can't we have a civil conversation and not beat around the bush and it doesn't have to be a falling out yeah why does it have to be so uh charged and why do you have to tiptoe around things and almost like fake empathy or sometimes even fake friendship yes relationships but also at the same time we we you know we're not talking about in our face confrontation. Yeah. We're talking about why can't we just have on you know why can't we just sit across? I remember having this with somebody very near and dear to my heart and holding their hand and saying, "Why can't we just have conversation and hold, you know, hold hands and say, you know, I'm I'm struggling with this right now," and and you say something and nobody, you know, is shut down. Nobody. You just tell what your heart is about, you know, and what's going on. And nobody shut down. Nobody goes and pout. Nobody goes and sulk. Nobody goes in uh, ramping up. Nobody, uh, you know, screams or yells or... Why can't we do that? Uh, I think we live in a really touchy-feely culture that I think we need to be (laughs) sensitive to things. But also people are so self-absorbed in their own feelings. And they... Mm -hmm. I think also there's... I don't know. I think people are really defensive too. Yes, that's and I mean it. it's mm. what? What are you talking about? How dare you? Look, we hit the bars. Or even if it's <laughs> something that is clearly a sore spot in something, or it's, yeah. a, it's. I think there is a defensive nature, and I think that there is. At least in our, you know, this culture in which we live in, it is hard for people to, I think, just simply discuss stuff. It always has, it's always so emotionally ramped up. Yeah. Whereas, okay, for example, I, (laughs) 
used to be very close to, I have a friend in Europe Mm -hmm. and talking to him at first it annoyed me a lot. Mm -hmm. I thought he's so blunt. Mm -hmm. I can't stand it. But Mm -hmm. then I started thinking the more I talked to him, I actually really appreciate it because I wasn't ever shredded as a person. Mm -hmm. He would shred my arguments to pieces, but never once. And I was actually encouraged to be blunt and honest. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because, so he lived in Europe, Mm -hmm. right? And obviously I live in America where we, he referred to it as Americanized sugarcoating. I guess like the Paula Abdul's on American Idol kind of version. I don't know what you mean by that because I didn't watch it. It's okay. She would basically not, not she basically only found the good in everyone and never, uh, she would never, she wasn't a Simon Cowell. You know, he's brutally honest. Yeah, Yeah, but there's there's like, like there's there's gotta be a midway point. Yeah. I mean, because neither, neither one, I mean. How brutal is too brutal? How soft is too soft? And and not only that, I mean, he was right, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, from what I have. But then she yeah. was also right in the sense that she was, well, I don't know. I guess what you're saying is with your friend in Europe, he was brutal. But there is a point where it's too brutal. You but know, it, he really we... wasn't brutal. It, it was, well, sometimes. Mm-hmm. But there is, it was an odd cultural shift because where he lived in Europe, there mm-hmm. used to just actually even debating on the norm and it's totally mm-hmm. cool yeah. yeah he said like beer and fried food and then debate on a friday night's yeah. pretty typical because he said his funnies with americans is we're way we sugarcoat everything and we beat around the bush because i was we, saying, and then we beat we beat people up like yeah. we're snowflakes and yes the no seriously and that yeah. was what he alluded to he didn't call me a snowflake at one point but he said there you go with your americanized sugarcoating because i was trying to make a point to him and he said you can just say it which i'm not used oh, to uh, i'm really not yeah it's very rare that i think people can have a conversation and it's just like completely candid right. without being too brutal and shredding the person right. to pieces or too soft where you're enabling <laughs> behaviors okay so let's break this my string too far away no no okay. no because I'm, I'm sitting there thinking there's got to be a balance, and it's not the mm-hmm. sugarcoating bit, but there. No. The deal is, you know, I, I spoke to a friend of mine that is a, a, on the police force, and she says, you know, it's just crazy out here in the summer um, because everything everything goes from zero to sixty, and and a heartbeat, you know, and so you don't want that in a conversation. Um, so how do you how do you be honest and loving. Well, I mean, a lot of times that's the big word, key word yep. is you're not doing it in love. You're doing it in a different way to be right, maybe, yep. or to prove a point or because you really do have some sort of resentment towards that person. Um, but how do, how do we speak to people? You know? Yeah. I mean, I, are we, we tend to be, you know, we, we're on moral tea. Um, we want to talk about taboos topics and and we have talked about about a lot of things but are we you know too fulfilling oriented you know are we too emotionally oriented um you know i is it a male female thing i don't know yeah yeah. i don't know Well, i think it depends on both people in the conversation too and everyone's heart posture within it because if you're going at something with oh i'm just gonna be right Mm -hmm. of course you're gonna tune out everything somebody has to say or if you're used to one way being normal Mm -hmm. and you haven't really gone deep and soul searching and questioning weight Mm -hmm. just because I've 
grown up with this or this is a pattern or habit, insert whatever, said nature, does that make it right? Does that make it morally yeah. justifiable, et cetera? Yeah. So I think it really depends on both people because you can have one person who's coming at it one way and they're wanting to point out truth in something mm-hmm. and somebody else who is not only resistant to it, but they're defensive and they don't have ears to hear, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So I think it's both heart. ways. I like it's said. truth and grace in one. Yeah. But you like, you uh, said heart yeah. posture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is something that where you need to speak to someone about something. It's not a pulling aside. It's, it's, it's not even that it just somehow you veer into the cop, uh, the conversation and on the topic and right. it's, it's like, okay, I, I don't agree with what that person says, you know, is this the time or place to bring it up? You know, you have to weigh all these things and why. Yeah. Uh, but even then, even when you got it wrong, it seems to me in the end, in a conversation, if you really, really want to have a conversation, even with a complete stranger, um, it seems to me that your character should kick in and I, there's something in it where, you know, if you feel yourself getting huffy, which, you know, sometimes we do, you know, we can feel it rise up in our throats and our oh, throats yeah. get tight. And, but if that's doing that, then that's something in us, not necessarily that person. We shouldn't right. lash out at right. them. Right. Well, I think yeah. it is like, is that balance of figuring out, like you said, first, is it a hard issue with yourself yeah. or with them? And I think if something, I think if something continues to be a pattern with that person or it's something you truly can't shake off your chest because I start what I try to do is like pray about it first and think okay is this just a hang-up that annoys mm-hmm. me is this hurting somebody else yeah. is it hurting me is it something that's becoming really like poisonous you know yeah. like poison spreading in someone's vein that if I don't say something now mm-hmm. or have a time I'm going to that it's going to continue spreading like wildfire or is it just something that annoys me? You know, for example, like, I think it's easy to hmm. look at people's behavioral patterns, like somebody who talks a lot or someone who's really loud mm-hmm. or someone who knows everything about everything yeah. and want to just let them have it because mm-hmm. they annoy you. But it's okay. Is that a character? Is that harming you in some right. sort of way? Or if it's something like you notice within your friendship with somebody or, mm-hmm. you know, family relationship, marriage, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is when it is not only important to bring something up, but I think you're doing yourself and the other person a disservice if you don't. Yes. But it's the realization of not being in control of their reaction. Yes. Because the reaction part is, I think, at least for me, what I dread the most. Because mm-hmm. I almost go about things as though someone's emotions can get inside of me. Yeah. And I know that they can't, mm-hmm. but I'm also affected by them. Yes. Yeah. Like I hate conflict. Mm-hmm. I will stand up for myself yeah. and other people, you know, yeah. but, uh, in that same breath, I equally hate like people's annoyance or anger or like wondering what someone's going to say to me, you know? Right. Yeah. But if you bring it up, you expect something to come back. Yeah. But it's, that is the, that is the deal. We don't have, um, responsibility for the way they come 
at us. We only have the responsibility on how we speak to them. So how do we go about this? Because if you don't have responsibility for how they react. Yep. Oh, yeah. What do you do? I mean, how do you, I mean, do you find it typically, I find it usually escalates. I Now, there's been on occasion things just go, woof, you know, south real fast. In conversation? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dealing with conflict specifically. Yes, yes, yes. Well, and and conflict or disagreement or uh, misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, And, but at that point, Sometimes it just, it, it spins off like, you know, some Star Trek, right. 18th, you know, or X-Men, how many X-Mens are they? And it starts off, you know, goes out in the world like that. And it just, you're like, where, how did I get here? How did we get here so quickly? And then yeah. you have to deal with if people start to turn something that you have experienced or been hurt by and they turn it back onto you. Yeah. And not everyone does that. But that's where I think points in conversation are, are, those are the parts that I fear the most Mm -hmm. because I've dealt with that. I mean, in relationships, during Mm -hmm. breakups. And it's Mm -hmm. funny, actually, they're having this conversation because I came across this blog post I wrote in 2019 where I left my job in Los Angeles on the spot. Mm -hmm. And I did have a very confronting conversation Mm -hmm. because I remember for, it it was almost two years that I had worked um, at this place and I love my clientele. Mm-hmm. I did not, it's not that I did just disliked, um, my higher ups and supervisors, but one was emotionally abusive. And I don't say that lightly, mm-hmm. um, to multiple employees. Um, and there was a lot that had happened like behind the scenes, with the, uh, it was a, one was a man, one was a woman. And I felt that I remember I would take it and take it and take it. And eventually I felt like I was an emotional punching bag. Ooh. And I started thinking, you know, I really do need the money here. Mm-hmm. But is that why you if took this it? costing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because to move to LA, I mean, I didn't strike rich or anything, but yeah. it paid well. I was yeah. able to survive. I was able to keep myself afloat. But and it's expensive. Oh, it's so expensive. <laughs> stupid yeah. expensive. But I remember thinking, is it worth it for my sanity? Because mm-hmm. it wasn't just things. Because there were a lot that I built, I think, some resilience to as far as, okay, I can kind of have, you know, my spiritual force field on the outside mm-hmm. and um, things that I could look past. But when it got to certain points, the, the last words from actually this person were, Anna, you make me want to shoot you. <laughs> and that was um. when... I knew they wouldn't actually do that, but they would get so angry. And Mm. so they would sort of, I don't know how to describe their behavior. They were very uh, paranoid, very angry, a lot going on in their personal life behind the scenes, but they would take that into the workplace, if that makes sense. And they would like spew it onto everybody else. And I... I was like super empathic. So I was their friend one minute. They were asking me, you know, almost like their therapy pet. Mm. And then the next, I mean, really degrading things, they would say. Things Mm -hmm. that weren't just, oh, that hurts my feelings, but that were damaging to my character. Mm -hmm. There was a lot that happened. But I remember that was a day, like, I would, I thought thought in my head, okay, how do I bring this up? Because I need to stand up for myself. Mm -hmm. I can't, you know, being a doormat is just as, 
terrible as sugarcoating something yeah. or not saying anything at all or being way too aggressive. Like allowing things to just happen and enabling someone else's behavior yes. is literally saying, okay, you can step on me. You can spit on me. Yeah. It's like saying, here, hit me. And yeah. that, and so I remember like my hands were so shaky and I remember thinking that like, this is the day, like this is the day I'm going to do it. And yeah. I was, I was Googling a Henry cloud article to yeah. verify my experiences. <laughs> like, let's make sure. Like, Am I crazy? Yeah. Like, well, that's good though. Yeah. I mean, you were checking, oh. you were checking wise counsel and yeah. yeah. And I, Oh man, I remember mm. like it was yesterday. Cause I've never, I mean, I've never even just quit a job cause it's been so bad. Mm. And even when I left a previous job in the past, I mean, it was on good terms because I was moving. I'd given like a two month notice, right. never on the spot though. But this was to levels where I thought I can, I can take absolutely no more. And I don't deserve to be treated mm -hmm. this way. Yeah. Not in the slightest. Um, and it, it probably, if I remember correctly during that time, you, I mean, hated to work. It made your work life. I was so tired. Yeah. It was the long mm. drives. Again, my clients were amazing. Right. Love my clients. Absolutely hated the commute. Like, mm. you're exhausted by the time you get there because you're driving. Love's you go California. home, you're exhausted. You have to yeah. brace yourself to walk in there because you don't know what mood the supervisor's mm. going to be in. And that'll depend on their personal life. Uh, but I remember I walked up to the front and I spoke a lot of truth <laughs> very um it wasn't like you know this meltdown yelling match or anything mm -hmm. but I basically called out their toxic behaviors and I told them that I wouldn't be treated that way and mm -hmm. I said so I'm leaving and I had clients mm -hmm. on my book that day <laughs> and people the, the walls were really really like not well insulated so you could hear and I remember they're like shh, shh, stop like Talk lower, and I just shook my head no, and I kept talking, yeah. and I left. Right. And not that every person's conversation is going to go in that direction, but I think there's a, I think there's a sphere in people. Do you think you handled that well? Yeah, yeah, I do because yeah. um, if it were any other situation mm -hmm. that hadn't progressed as this one did, I would never just leave yeah. on the spot or say that. But I've realized in a lot of situations, if you're too soft. As in, if you beat her on the bush, right. you don't get it right through. Because the truth yeah, is, the truth that. hurts. Yeah. Yeah. And again, if you're shredding someone and their character yeah. and you're name shaming them, you know, you're shaming them, you're labeling them as things versus their actions, which I think is so important. Mm -hmm. Like, you're a, like saying someone is a bad person versus mm -hmm. labeling their actions mm -hmm. as, you know, I think there is power in words but well i mean and the, this person said you make me want to, to shoot you. you no one can do that no i mean i don't no, regret anything no. and again i think every situation is no. different but i i was very sharp yeah. and i don't regret anything so you I don't i told them i would pray wrong. for them yeah that's good well i did they walked down the yeah. hall because they were so angry they were getting so angry mm -hmm. with me because i just told them like it was like i had this film strip in my mind really from day one of how I've been treated and the other people who have been there, some who would quit because of the higher up as well. Um, and I remember just saying it like it was. Mm -hmm. And then I said, you know, I will pray for you, but I'm not going to work in this environment. Right. And I remember writing on my phone and I, 
that's what I found today. I wrote like someone mm-hmm. else's anger cannot get inside of me. Someone doesn't have control over me. Mm-hmm. I am not an emotional punching bag. Mm-hmm. Cause I was in the break room, like thinking, I'm like, am I really going to do this? I don't do that. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm impulsive, but I'm not that kind of impulsive. Right. Especially in and California I did it. <laughs> when you don't have a, anybody, Oh yeah. Like no fallback. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, what do you think you learned about the communication there? There is a time and a place, it sounds like, that you have to be firm. Yeah. And you have to be blunt, as your friend in Europe pointed out. Yeah. How about those times when, um, let's say it's family. Oh, where it's a different kind of relationship. Okay. And so I, myself, you know, I, I was speaking about that one where, I, you know, I literally hold this person's hand and say, why can't we just, you know, talk this through and just be normal people? Yeah. Was talk. it like explosive, like yelling? No, it wasn't crying. That. It was, it was, gaslighting. It, it was gaslighting, Ugh, which I didn't yeah. know what gaslighting was. We used to call it pouting, sulking for days. The movie is great yeah, on yes. that too, by the way. And that was for what, context. 1930s. Yeah, 1930s. Yeah. Uh, wait, that word is a historic word. It is. Um, so I, uh, but there, there was that going on. Um, and, and there are different ways that people handle it. Yeah. Um, silence is another way. Oh, the silent treatment. But the silence, like, no, I will not talk about this. Yeah. And then, oh we, yeah. Pretending everything's fine when it's clearly yeah. not. Yeah. And, and yeah. the, the problem is you're trying to express something that needs to be expressed. Um, I mean, and this is after carefully weighing, yeah, like does this, you know, it does, and we've talked about this before, it does say in Proverbs, is, is to your glory to overlook offense. Right. You know, I mean, I don't think we have to go around and with the person that we love, you know, and I'm, I'm talking whether it's a, a spouse or a friend or, a you know, a sister or brother or a, a child and point out every, otherwise right. that's all we're doing is pointing out... Everything that's yeah, wrong, and yeah. they're not getting anything else reciprocated yeah. with that. Yeah. Well, and not only that, you think about all the pointing out we do in ourselves that's wrong with us. So that's all we're doing today. That's not really, I don't think, glorifying the Lord. Uh, so if, if it's our glory to overlook offense. But they, these are really necessary situations that you have to weigh. Yeah. Is this to my glory to overlook it, or is this something yes. I can't overlook anymore? Yep. And. I think at this point, what do you do when someone says, I'm not going to talk about that? You know, you totally get shut down. Yeah. And there's nothing you Did can do about they that. They say, I won't talk about it? Or was it just they quit no, talking? No, it's like, we're not talking. Yeah. You know, we're not speaking about this. Well, what do you do when there's a roadblock like that? I mean, I know, <sighs> I know what we do. We pray about it and we pray and we pray. And so, the deal is we, we have to make a decision. Are we going to live this way? Are we going to say something even though they tell us we don't want That's to talk exactly about it? That's exactly it. You know, it's like, do you yeah. give someone the art of free will? Yeah. And either on your terms, well, we have to talk about this. Otherwise, that impacts the relationship yeah. so much that it's either fake mm-hmm. or, or resentment. Or resentment right. Which yeah. I think fake can equal resentment. Yeah. Well, and resentment know. explodes mm-hmm. into uh, sheer ugliness. When it's just yeah. stuffing everything down to you. It's like yeah. having all these problems and you stuff and you stuff and you stuff. And at some point it's going to vomit out yes, in is. really worse ways than if you yeah. just, yeah. I mean, I think it also shows a reflection on the person though, how they react, including yeah. silence. Yeah. You know, but I mean, what do you do in that? Cause you can't, you, we don't have responsibility over someone. What, what would Dr. Say, Henry Cloud say? 
I don't want to try and guess Dr. Let me ask Siri really quick. We can, I could binge read his blog. Oh my gosh. And his books. He's all over the place. It is really touchy because it depends on how important the relationship is to you. But again, it goes both ways because for me personally, if I, in any relationship, friendship, family, sometimes there are seasons of, I think, maybe silence between you. If it's something that's going to impact it enough and they refuse to talk about it, mm-hmm. give them the art of free will. And if they mm-hmm. ever want to talk about it, great, yeah. you can mend it. Right. But until then, because I'm not a believer in just severing things right off the bat, yeah. unless yeah. it's really harmful and it's to such extents that, but when there are things, so many things have layers to it too. Mm-hmm. And I think that if there is something that's bothering you enough or that's impacted or hurt you, that someone's going to stuff it down, pretend it doesn't exist. How is it even a real relationship mm. anyway? And I think that's well, where maybe you have wounded. to ask yourself yeah. even like, can I handle being around them? That's Knowing that's what you question. know, or do you give them what I call the art of free will? Mm. And if they choose to walk away, like giving the choice, yeah. you know? I, but it's really yeah. touchy, especially when it's really people really close to you. But I like that, the art of free will, because there is a, a there's a place where you, I, I think, with a loved one, that you respect them enough to say, okay, they don't want to talk about this. Yeah. And I'm going to give them this space. Um, but then there's a point where you're like, okay, you, you begin to see anger issues, you begin to see other issues pop yeah. up, and it, it, it becomes concerning to you. Yep. You know, and you're, you need, uh, you need, I'm not supposed to say that. I, I will say I, you know, there's a point where I feel like I need to speak about it. Yeah. You know, and particularly if it hurts others. Um, but even if it's hurting me, I should be able to say something Absolutely. at that point. Um, and and I, I think maybe at the heart of it too is there's an element of respect um, in the relationship, um, and Stephen James, he's this wonderful, he, he writes a lot of thrillers, but he wrote a great prayer book called Praying for the Gut, Praying for the, from the Guts. And it's really for teenagers. So parents go out and buy this book for your teenagers. But I used to, when the tree fell on the house, um, and I didn't know it, I got it in the mail. I think I've told you the story, but I used it even though it was directed to teenagers because it got me through, but he talks about his status. And he, he when he's talking about writing, he said there's a, char- a status, like a character has status in a situation. And this is how they gain status, you know. And so I, I think about this. Um, it's, and I guess it could be negative and positive. So this is negative status. When someone shuts you off, they have certain power over you yeah oh you know yeah. and yep. then form of control or that's not true because we just said they can't their emotions can affect us but, but i'm saying it's their four right but mm-hmm. it still can be their version to try and control you i do think or deep down inside <clears> they just generally don't want to talk about it they don't want to they don't want to go into, well they didn't they don't want to go in the messy emotional details that yeah. are bleeding over into your life and i right. think that's where the the when i say respect there's a point where you have to I, I think i do think there's a point in conversation where we all have to say 
I'm sorry, I want to talk about this to you yep. with, or with you, but right now you're disrespecting me. And if, you know, please don't speak to me that way. Or we yeah. have to, you know, sever this conversation right. for another time. Um, I think that's really important. When I get to, yeah. if someone doesn't want to talk about something, but they're willing to come back to it, well, because I understand too, in certain conversations that have been in these where mm -hmm. it gets so heated that yeah. both parties are not, it's like, if you say another word, it's not gonna be something good. Yes. And I think there is power and stopping. <laughs> yeah. Walking away from it and coming back to yeah. it because it gives you time to clear your head, to pray about it, to even mm -hmm. like figure out from someone else how you might go about it, right. you know, to restore it. I think they say what? Count to 10? <laughs> Sometimes. And if, and if count to 24 yeah, hours. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, 24 oh, Count to 24 hours. I love that. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Say And say, you know, we need to table this. Yeah. I know I've said that to, I, I've said that to other people before, like, this is, this has gone to a place we don't want to talk about anymore. And I've had yeah. this said to me, this has gone somewhere I don't want to go anymore. Let's stop talking about this now. Right. And I, and, and that's, I mean, it's spoken to me in a very kind way and I've had it spoken to me in a very harsh way. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not saying I'm a snowflake and I'm not advocating that, but I think what, you know, I watched Austin land, you know how much I love Austin land. Um, and the romancing, you know, what happened during Jane Austen's, uh, you know, they're in the 20th century. It was the 20th century at that time when they made the movie. No, it was the 21st century. No, yes, no, no. I can't remember. Um, but <laughs> that's that, like an entire clip. I just had a moment. Can we just zoom in for that? Yes, no, no, yes. I just had a total thing but what what so they we we have contemporary characters romancing what happened during john ace john aston's <laughs> jay austin's <laughs> john <laughs> say your name for me <laughs> jane austin been a long week so Your it's, brains are fried yeah yeah but um they're sitting there they're saying civility the manners um, you know, the men, the women. Um, but I love that. But at the same time, you, we all look back historically, well, that's good for them to say that. But we also know certain women were sold off to the highest bidder, right. for, you know, in the aristocracy and right, right. say that word for me. Um, but then other women, you know, had to do what they had to do to feed their children. And, and so, or men had to do what the patriarch said. So, I mean, there's, there's problems with that, but still there's something about civility. Right. And even yeah. social manners. Yes. Um, and I don't want to go Emily Post here, but there is something about civility and social manners that is still it very, very really important. And we are important. really lacking it. People can be like douchebags about stuff though. I'm millennial, so I can say yes. that, right? I mean, I, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm all struck. Um, by the beauty of having a conversation with a complete stranger and delighting in whatever, like I was at a restaurant today celebrating a loved one's birthday and I walked by um, and there's this little baby, this beautiful little baby. And I just walk up and I start just talking to this little fella. He was just gorgeous. 
um, and tell him how handsome he was. And he was just, oh, you know. And, you know, I looked over at mom and dad and they're glowing and they're complete strangers. And I, you know, there was nothing, this was me being straight up grandmother um, and just delighting. And they were delighted that I was having, I was delighting in the beauty of their child. Um, there's something so freeing about just doing and allowing. And I mean, I understand some people like their privacy, but you know, your baby's out in a carriage and is beside the table. It's like in the public eye. Yeah, it's, it's a public, it's if you're really, offended by someone yeah, talking it, to you, it, maybe like, like, I mean, if you're putting yourself out don't there, go out. you know, don't go out. Yeah, exactly. Or if you put yourself in Instagram, don't do that, not, you know, right. because yeah, your loud, your loud conversation uh -huh. has become oh, yeah. that. But uh, there's something delightful about having a real, uh, just a conversation with a, a, a complete stranger that is totally and completely delightful. And where you honor each other and respect each other. Right. Right. Know? Where you don't, yeah. And you yeah. wish that if it could be that way with strangers, you think especially with them people in your own circle. Yes, it's but I think sometimes too. people, you can feel kind of thrown under the bus. And even my own actions too. Mm -hmm. Like I notice with people like in certain relationships, mm -hmm. family versus friends versus acquaintances versus clients, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So these different levels of interaction, but it can be a slippery slope with, um, I don't even just say confrontation, but just honest, com yeah. honest right. discussion and right. conversation because it can be easy to almost treat people as though they don't matter as much because you have a closeness. So they should just automatically assume mm -hmm. things. And I think that's the thing is in these conversations it is a huge lack of respect yeah. all of the time for the other right. person, yeah. you know, and I think that things could be amicable. I think honestly, all of it could be so simple. All of it's so overcomplicated. We get so into even the psychology of it. I'm sorry, but this is where I just, the rant, rant. comes out more than it should, which is ironic that I'm talking about simplicity. And, but really, like, even these types of conversations are so we're so worried about offending people mm -hmm. or how they're going to take it, how they're going to react. Mm -hmm. When, if we already know our heart posture towards someone mm -hmm. and something, mm -hmm. I think even letting that be known before you go into the conversation, mm -hmm. but then just saying it. Yeah. But it's like, like, at least for me, I overthink things so much. Yes. So much. I, I, I never do. To where I feel like, yeah. again, okay. I almost, I wish I could be one of those people who just says it like it is. Yeah. I know, I know this. I know someone who is absolutely embodies that, but yet there's so much like love behind what they say. Yeah. See, this is huge. Yeah. I think I, where you I, know again, where they're coming from, you trust their character enough yeah. that because you want the best for them, yeah. I think that's what it comes down to because you love them and you actually do want the best for them yeah. and you see them. Yeah. You're pointing this out. Yeah. Or you're having well, this conversation. That, I, not just you're pointing also things out. admitting. Yeah. You're saying. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we all agree in the conversation, you're admitting that you can easily, easily be misreading things. You know, I think it, it's, it is important to be introspective enough with that to be able to admit that. Yeah. So how do you take it when someone, see, in <laughs> yeah. my family, when I say, this is no joke, my kids will tell you, I'll say, can I speak to you privately, please? And they're all like, what did I do wrong? Mm. And I'm like, 
that's not always the case, Little Miss Flip Flop, is it? Is it? Lily Joy, it's not always the case. A lot of times, want to sit here and say that. I want to call somebody out and yeah. for doing good. I think maybe, maybe we were missing that part of this. Um, but how do you handle it when someone pulls you aside and tells you how? Yeah. What happens when they are like they're they're flooding, yeah, the, and and they're passionate. Yeah, and they're in their moment, and they're they're telling you something, and it's no, no. I mean, and they're like, "Holy crap! I should quote myself." On yeah, this. That's like, good. Like, like, whoa! And you're like, part of you is like, <laughs> you're up against the wall, and you're you're deer in the headlights, and you're like, okay. Yeah. I I normally try to pause and go, okay, what what is this? You know, as it's right, just you know, everything's up, moving up, and and fear. I think a lot of it is fear. They're not gonna love me anymore. They hate me. Why did it escalate this quickly? There's all that. And then, but at the same time, I'm trying to pause and say, okay, what exactly are they trying to say to me? Right. And is this a, a blind spot of mine? Yeah. yeah. And I think it depends on how the person says it, not just yeah. says something. I mean, again, if they're coming towards your actions versus labeling you and Call resorting to cynicism, yeah. name call, yeah, verbally attacking sarcasm which yeah. are completely will kill it like if you yeah. want to shut someone down use sarcasm cynicism yeah. you know yeah. and and only point out every single flaw you've yeah. ever seen and things that just annoy you everything that which steers from how you've yeah. been affected from yeah. it um but i it really does depend because i've had i had a friend a couple years ago who she i had done something that had bothered her we had been trying to figure out um, she lived in a different state, like across the country. And we we're trying to figure out time to FaceTime mm -hmm. and, um, we kept planning days. And then I kept forgetting that I would have stuff and it would overlap. And I genuinely was forgetting. Mm -hmm. And if, for me, I thought, Oh, it's just casual. It's fine. We'll reschedule. Um, that, you know, she had been like structuring her day so that she could do this. So I wasn't even thinking on my part, yeah. Hmm, maybe she has, given up time she could use with other people or mm. her family, whoever, and is actually carving out this time. Because for me, it was, oh, it's cool. It'll fit in somehow. Mm -hmm. We can reschedule. It's just a FaceTime call. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I knew, like, this room was important to me. But clearly, my actions weren't telling her right. or reciprocating you're important. It's like, oh, yeah. well, my time is more valuable than yours. Yeah. And I remember she did talk to me about it. But mm -hmm. it was in the kindest way. Right. I mean, she could have gone about it two very different ways mm -hmm. and she could have sat there and shamed me and she could have said anything she wanted really but she was very she was just open and honest and communicated to me and basically said you know it's starting to she said I'm starting to almost expect that you're not gonna FaceTime mm -hmm. she said so I just appreciate like if you stick to your word a little yeah. more which I was like Oh, which I should yeah. kind of, it was the initial shock because I mean, who likes being yeah. called out on something? It's not yeah. ever comfortable, but she was completely right. Yes. And, and how, they're what really did you say to her? Did it take you a while? Sometimes it takes you a while to understand that they're right. Sometimes yeah. you just take it. With this, but, no, yeah, yeah. honestly, because yeah. it was like, I knew how many times, and that same day I had, I said, I'm so sorry. I have, and it'll be legitimate things like working, but things right. that I wasn't checking ahead enough to show her, hey, you're important to me right. and sticking to my word. And honestly, like I was more so, I felt this sense of 
embarrassment number one Mm. but also it was this initial like sucker punch in the gut because it was it is like a hit to the ego i don't like being wrong about things i hate it sometimes i mean i know i'm wrong about a lot of things and have been but because she handled it in a way that was honestly just very um she was candid but she was kind and honestly i replied to her immediately and mm-hmm. i told her i said you're you know i was like you know you're totally right yeah. um and i told her that you know i didn't realize it had been affecting her in that way mm-hmm. and i did apologize for it you know i said i will definitely be better about that and that it was fine mm-hmm. it wasn't this falling out because also people could take things like that or i could have easily said well i've had work you know right mm-hmm. which rationalizing mm-hmm things that are affecting her because it's yeah, easy but, when you but, but, yeah, yeah but 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 yeah. well i've had this i've had that um which is a lot like romantic relationships too uh but there, there's something i, I want to think of yeah. mention on this point um because i this happened i think this grew your mother and me closer years ago oh no i'm not gonna gonna mention that part but um (laughs) like she waited for weeks she waited like three weeks to pull me aside on something um and this is when you were young and so i mean it was years ago i mean not that you're old (laughs) you know what i mean i mean i'm almost well actually it was at least what 15 years ago but she pulled me and she goes you know i really waited on this and your mother is so sweet and thoughtful but she she waited and she waited and then finally she goes i just really need to confront you on that not confront you i just need to say you should not have uh i didn't appreciate you know when you did it and i looked at her and i'm going i had no idea you know i apologize greatly i ask your forgiveness like i seriously had no idea but after she said it i realized Okay, this was an infringement, and I, I, I realized it really, it not only increased um, our friendship, it moved it forward, which is like, that's wonderful. It moved it forward because the way she handled it, she taught me by doing that how to handle, not that I always get it right, right. but um, how to handle conflict and what, you know, how long, how your mother is like the most patient person in the world. Like she'll wait, you know, she'll go, I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to pray about it. And I'm like, I want to do it now, you know? Um, but she taught me so much. I learned so much. Um, but it, and it increased our friendship. Um, it taught me just a lot about, um, respect and kindness and yep. goodness, all the, yep. I mean, all these fruits of the spirit that came out in her and, and how to correctly say something. But she was also, she was fearless in it, in the sense of, I need to speak this. I'm going to speak this in love. How you react is really on you. Right. And she never said that. She said, she never said that. Um, cause she didn't have to, I, I totally fessed up, you know? Right. But, and then more than that, it, it, like I said, it, it grew me in wisdom and, and being a friend and, you know, what balance, you know, it was the beginning of your mother teaching me, which your mother is very good at. Um, and I have a daughter who's very good at this, um, teaching me boundaries, yeah. yes. which I was, you know, boundaryless. Yeah. And so I was like, huh, there's something really neat about that. Well, it's funny yeah. that you mentioned my mom because I literally was thinking of one yeah. of your daughters who honestly, it's not even confrontation, but she's just honest mm-hmm. in her request. But totally like, mm-hmm. 
her wonderful, glorious steam shower. Mm -hmm. Like, she prefers not to have people's leftover washcloths <laughs> in there or any, like, the mat's a certain way. And I totally, like, mm -hmm. I get that. Mm -hmm. And there was once I used it and I, like, you know, wrung out my washcloth, left it. And it was hilarious. I mean, it was, like, she was so kind about it, too. And it wasn't even, this wasn't even, like, oh, there's some falling out we're having. But yeah. she just said, um, could you please just come get your washcloth. Yeah. I really don't like having people's leftover stuff. Yeah. I started to laugh. I was like, yes, I'm so sorry. But honestly, mm -hmm. it's like we even tiptoe and sugar coat and beat her on the bush well, for but basic wait, that, human no, needs. But, but ah. it also, it grew your relationship. Yeah. And it also grows you into how to do life with other people. Exactly. And that's like, how often you know. do we not even communicate our most mm -hmm. basic human needs? Honesty and like, well... Like, you're on a road trip. Where should we go eat? Oh, it doesn't matter. When you're mm. actually craving Taco Bell, yeah. but your friend wants Panera, <laughs> you know? Or, mm. like, I mean, I learned this traveling, okay, and the mm. like European hop in mm. June because I was with several very, very different people. But mm. I realized really quickly, if I don't communicate my budget, mm -hmm. my sleep schedule, uh, like, not sleep schedule. Well, like, even your energy. My energy, yeah. no. Like, I, I am tired. We're just being societally yeah. polite which right. is bull crap but i even had a fantastic conversation with a friend of mine in paris because uh like there was a really bright light or something and it's, it's really hard for me to fall asleep when it's like super bright light or like somewhere it's really loud yeah. i can sleep like a rock otherwise but i think it was something and again it's not like this was some conversation where we had some falling out and this mm -hmm. thing but I just asked if the light mm -hmm. and maybe the door could be closed yeah. since I was like sleeping in the living room in the open in yeah. our like small little Airbnb. And she was totally cool about yeah. it. And it's like, yeah. or even communicating like when you, you know, are hitting a major crash and really need food when you're on your way to an art mm -hmm. museum or something. It's basic stuff like that yeah. that's honesty. And again, and how you go about it. Some people can be really aggressive and demanding, right. but if you just communicate that right. in a way that is, you know, I, I think it doesn't have to be so like dramatic. I know. All the I time think it's just, you can be honest and bigger. kind and one, but I think that even in, in confrontation and you know, heavy conversations that are like arguments and even in just communicating basic human needs, like are so tiptoed around. And I think mm. we could make it so simplistic right. by literally just being honest, but we're so afraid or I, we're, I am mm. so afraid of people's reactions, but it's really only been in the last, honestly, year, I would say even communicating just like my basic human needs to people right. and not in a way of oh i need it this way and that but yeah. well yeah, i mean that's really making something requests. to but particularly yeah. when you live with people and yeah. most of us live with people somehow yep. exactly you know i mean and I, I count work is that because you're there for a very long time yes so i mean just simply saying would you please and then this is not a bit pet peeve of mine we please i'm just bringing something up yeah take the k-cup out of the you can see where you would particularly want somebody to do that work somebody you didn't know you would like them to take their k-cup out or something just or you know when the trash is full bag it up you know i mean exactly, little things like that exactly and and yeah i mean these are not my pet peeves um i can't even remember what my pet peeve is i guess messing with the joe rogans but uh 
I, I think there's something I don't understand why we can't do that and why we're not more. Why did the Europeans end up so honest in that regard? I don't and we're know. Not. But I do think, I do think there is a point where, like, I have one daughter that the same one who who can deliver truth, and it it can feel like a sledgehammer at times. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and I have to say, you know, be a little more gentle about this. Right, right, right. You know, there is a there is a what right and a wrong way. Um, but who's to say what the right and wrong way is? Right. You know, Subjective for, opinion too. Well, it is, but then you. I mean, you see the way Christ talked to people, and I mean, he was harsh where he needed to be harsh, and he was. That is really true. But he was also very gentle where he needed to be gentle. And, and you do look at us the kinds of people he was talking to as well. It wasn't yeah. all just so that's so I think it's also depends on the person, the relationship. Yeah. If you've made your request before. Yeah. Cause I noticed in some conversations too, if you are too soft, the point doesn't get across, it but doesn't. it doesn't mean you slam them as a person and mm. you yell. Like some people think, Oh, the louder I get, the more they're going to understand yeah. it or the more sarcastic yeah. I am, the more they're going to get it. Again, if you want to kill yeah. something off in about a nanosecond, resort to these to five simple calling. steps yes. yeah yeah and I speculation really, I speculating things instead of just letting things on you know right. but maybe having boundaries before conversations too i did have a conversation once where i instilled some rules in that um like no you know breakdown slash yelling was allowed yeah. i had some specific things to where i said ahead of time actually right. The conversation will end. And once mm -hmm. with actually a former Los Angelino roommate, a kind of because scary couple I lived with. Because I you said had, if there's yelling, yeah. I'm leaving the room. Because like, you'd had that experience yeah. before. Oh, and there, yeah, there was a conversation yeah. um, with uh, my roommates and it was a couple in Los mm -hmm. Angeles years and years ago, which really wasn't that long, but it feels like it. Um, mm -hmm. And I was bringing up a question of maybe since there are three of us living here, we should split utilities three ways instead of in half. Mm -hmm. So it was a couple. Um, and I remember I was super sick. I had the flu and I remember like trying to drink some water and bring up this like discussion that I knew might mm -hmm. blow up and it did blow up mm -hmm. very quickly. Like <sighs> it was, it was very dramatic and a lot of tears, not for me, I was kind of sitting in shock, but at one point, That's... both were yelling, like yelling. Yeah. And I looked at them in my like croaky flu voice, and I said, "If anyone's gonna yell, I said we're ending the conversation, and I'm walking away." I said, "Like you have to be like." I basically was like, "This isn't a lot of stuff. We can't do this yeah. in a calm, right. like manner. Like we're not. Yeah. We're not gonna have it at all." I think what we're we're trying to say is. Uh, Adulting. Yeah. Yeah, I think we need to be adults about this. And yep. I mean, not that there's not a time to raise your voice. I guess there are times. Mm. I mean, like if somebody like, you know, is, catch that kid, you know, when he's falling right. okay. into a right. pond. Right. Or stop that kid from getting in the road, you know. Or, okay, sorry. I was thinking based, yeah. Yeah, like, like you know, there's that. But, I mean, there, you know, even... I guess as adults, if we're not setting 
the standard here because we've got lots of eyes on us. Yeah. And and I'm sorry, you know, some people say adults start at 26 and their brains don't develop in blah, 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 20, until 26. Well, I don't care. Everyone can be taught manners Absolutely. or, um, you know, a, a way of speaking. And the, the problem is there's this pattern and it will, it will propagate in families that this is the way we speak. Now yep. when we, I mean, we as a family, when we get together at the table, we are laughing you know, there is sarcasm flying, but it, it's it's because we know each other yeah, it's and we love humor. each other and we are laughing. That is our pattern. But, you know, another person's pattern could be yelling, um, you know, just we get in the room and, uh, you know, they always talk about don't talk politics or religion. Um, uh, and <laughs> also then, lack of honesty. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, even... You know, I, I just, I think we, we, we have this pattern in our society that where it doesn't matter, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking it doesn't matter how much you make, it, it doesn't matter how, you know, what kind of status you have or anything. We're setting the stage for our children to be watching this right. and other people, yep. eyes are on us, you know, uh, the media you know, the social media influencers, however they talk to some, yeah. somebody else, it, it really, really matters here. And, you know, my hero is William Wilberforce. Oh, man, he's him. great. Oh, uh, yeah, he, he, we have conversations a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he was great. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, I was giving hard time. But he, he really did. He wrote yeah. a, a book on society and manners and um, what he meant is the return of civility. And I, I find that very, I never read it. I never read it. So I can't say, um, that part about it, but I found it interesting. I mean, he was very much into, you know, uh, protecting animals. I mean, so, cause he understood this is God's world. There's a part of us that should protect and keep, um, and take dominion of the right way and serve and and by yelling that's not none of that right. by beating an animal <clears throat> senseless that's not going to help exactly it doesn't do that by beating a person verbally it's yep. not going to help and that's so we, yeah. yeah and yeah. it's like we go about things like i want to make him get the point and we think the more i repeat it and say it louder yeah the more aggressive then they'll get it right. and it's like really that shutting someone else down it's not giving them the room to even like chew on some stuff yeah yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I think I don't know the answer to this. I don't know how you reform civility. And I know that's a word that's tossed around in the news and has been. And and it's called on by both parties. And, you know, and then you'll see the same parties yelling. It's whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, or calling. It's a dirty playing yeah, field. Yeah, naming, naming, you know, just calling names. Um, I, I really think it needs to come from we the people. Right. You know, well, or, I think it's just us too. That's what I meant. Yeah. We the Christians. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, 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 we model it. We start it in our families. I, I think it's also important for our families to see us majorly disagree with somebody. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think we own up when we do that. We own up to our mistakes and apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Like reconciliation. Yeah. Reconcil well, even it may yeah. not have, the problem may not be solved. Right. But the attitude and the posture that we took was wrong. Right. And letting and them the, know you yeah. still love them as a person, too. Right. 
or even if you don't agree with someone's opinion or mm-hmm. cuz what's so I mean when it's election time how divisive it gets over yeah. everybody like oh you're unfriended unfollowed you know yeah. but, see, I didn't even understand that culture uh, welcome I think to that's my era yeah <laughs> but I mean it goes the same way with I think in person conversations too with really close relationships you know and especially among believers because you would think if we actually are practicing what we preach but we're beating people over the head yeah. with stuff and just attacking the person mm. just to get a point across, mm. you know? Mm. And it's just, it's completely hypocritical. Mm. I mean, obviously we all fall short, but yeah, I think a lot of people even have an intense conversation think, oh gosh, this means we have to just sever stuff. I mean, mm. maybe sometimes, depending on if there are a lot of layers there where you're like, you know mm. what, I, for a while, you do need to take space to heal because mm. I don't think you always have to interact with people if you know it's unhealthy for you both. I think if that's mm-hmm. kind of made known and not just, oh, I'm in a silent treatment. I don't think silent treatmenting is... Silent treatment is... I consider that emotional abuse as well. Mm-hmm. But taking space for things to heal, for people to work their stuff yeah. out. I mean, I mean was it working it's, out your salvation? Well, I think it's, it's, it's also communicating. Like, yeah. I'm taking a pause on this. Yep. Yeah, I there's something about it. I, I and I can't. It's kind of nebulous, like the fuzz in your eye. Yeah, <laughs> it's still there. It's like the, the corner. I'm just gonna dig, and yeah, like a string will come out. But it's it's, it's like great. we haven't found the, the heart camera. and soul of this, Ow. except for the only place is the heart posture. And I, I think it, just doing our part. And I'm speaking for myself individually, like or ours, and the, literally the two of us. Or for I'll speak just mm-hmm. on my own behalf. But knowing what you need to do, like you generally speaking, you know, but knowing what you need to do. What is that? Um, it would depend on the situation in person, but if it's to go and talk to them and do it, like mm. doing your part and letting them be in control of their reaction and knowing their reaction is a reflection on them. Mm-hmm. It's not you. But you know, also something interesting. I have a friend. Well, it's funny. They're now married, but mm-hmm. when they were dating are looking at dating, they had these intense, absolutely intense debates. And my friend, she actually, her now husband, she, I don't say she hated him, but very close. But they actually would have someone almost be a mediator of sorts Mm. to like sit in there, in the room with them, her roommate, because she was so well balanced that she could understand the different sides they were coming from. It wasn't, she was only partial to my friend, right. but also to her, I mean, now husband, but then, um, so even I think. What did that do? It helped to mediate and have an objective viewpoint because mm-hmm. I think some things can get so intense. I think it's biblical sometimes too, mm-hmm. where if you have tried to deal with someone one-on-one, mm-hmm. one-on-one. Right, yes, it is. And Matthew it gets 18. too intense and you yeah. both, you know, and it escalates. But having someone else who is seeing where you're both coming from, it's like an, you know, eyewitness testimony. But yeah. also someone who just can be objective without taking one side or right. another and can see it as like facts versus mm-hmm. only going off of emotion can be helpful too. So I think that... I mean, not everyone has that as an option, Mm -hmm. but I think if there is someone trusted and who can see something very objectively. You know what I just thought? 
speak it. Spill the tea. I was speak. I'm spilling Spill tea, it, baby. baby. I'm in my Texas tea cup from my dear friend Marianne um, Alicia. Um, is I think conversation has broken down. Now this is a generality, but conversation has broken down with social media because we have that firewall and um, social media. And I'm not talking about this isn't censorship because you know how I feel about that. But and we Elon have that Musk suddenly appears yes, yes, in the middle. Yay! Um, if he stays true. Um, but it's that firewall of oh, I can I can bash you yeah. know and on Twitter hashtag oh, yeah. you know hashtag whatever your your blank crisis is. <laughs> um, but that's that's just it. We have brought our media minds into one-on-one activities yeah. so that when we are meeting with somebody one-on-one, that firewall is gone, but we forgot. And so we launch at them as if it's a rant. Yep. And, you know, as if we're a talk show host on some weird uh, woman's group that meets every so often on TV. Um, and is one-sided. Um you know, that wasn't sarcasm or a, a jab at all. That wasn't meant to be that. We didn't name shame or call out names. <laughs> Not only for publication. I did. But I was just a total whip. whip absolutely zero it. clue who you're talking about. Yeah. possibly be talking about. But no, no. What I'm saying is we have, yeah. and, well, even then when you're on something like that, I mean, even to some extent, even doing podcasting, Yeah. you know, you and I are talking to each other, but we may be other people and they may be screaming in their cars right now. <laughs> They're going to be like crying, yeah, binge eating like, Doritos and really, and I hope it's hippie chips because yeah. those are my favorites. We actually uh, have a list of names we want to read off yeah. really quickly. That's true. We, <laughs> we wait for that. But get the bohemian barbecue hippos because those are the best hippies. Oh, hippie chips. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the problem is we have been trained yeah. to do it in, in bites, you know, in X amount of words with hashtags on it. Um, and for the most effect, and we always feel that sense of wall between us. Like, yeah. And the only way we're going to do it is if we yell at each other. Right. And or we're so <laughs> honest, it's brutal. Like right. we're looking. I, I do think social media has made us to the point where we want to be a soundbite. We want to be right. 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 We want to be right. 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 It's true, though. And yeah. I think it's that's where growing it comes each back. other in relationship. Exactly. It's, you know, it's like crazy. Well, and that's where it comes back to, you know, the fuzz in your own and thy own eye. Thy own, thy own, own eye. eye. And, and mine's a honestly, thing. being introspective, and I think mine's maybe a telephone pole. <laughs> a telephone pole? Why look at the fuzz in someone else's <gasps> oh, eye when you have a telephone phone pole in yours. Dang. Yeah. That's good. That's very yeah. 21st century, too. It was not a telephone pole. I guess it's an electric line pole. A 5G tower. Yeah. <laughs> 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 a, a star. Well, that was good. I'm going to write down my jokes. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to quit a my satellite. <laughs> a satellite. <laughs> a drone. <laughs> No. Oh, oh my goodness! My gosh. Keep going, keep going. We can get to the end of technology. <laughs> yeah. Um. It depends on where your heart posture is. I hate that word. It's so overused, and I keep overusing it. But it's true. It's where you're coming from on things, and 
I think being able to be honest with yourself enough to, and to even confess and own up if you've done yeah. something. So what are some points? Um, <sighs> let's take them from Laura. What are some points in Matthew 18? What are some points we should do? Slow to speak, slow to anger. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Slow to speak, slow to anger. Yeah. What are the but that points? doesn't mean being too soft either. It's people think yes. you have to be a pansy and so like does. talking a doormat. Yes. I lived for a doormat for so. years. It's it's not healthy yeah, either. I'm sorry. I'm like well, no, don't talk. I, I allowed that, and <sighs> I you know that's that was on me. That's on me. And not only that, you prevent somebody's growth. Yeah. Here's something I want to talk about. They're still like the if, if you're in relationship somehow and you don't bring things up because you're you're fearful. I mean, there are times that people need to be fearful because if they're in physical, you know, abuse things, right. you, you you do separate. You get right. out of the way. Um, but or you're afraid of the emotional blowout. You're afraid of the sulking, the pouting, oh, whatever it is. The loser mentality. Uh, yeah, well, whatever Ugh. it is. And yeah. the thing is, though, that relationship by you not speaking the truth, but then sometimes you speak the truth in love. And it's not received over and over and over again so much that you shut up. And, yeah. and I'm just talking, that's personal experience, but also I, I talk, I, I know this is a history um, of, for other people. And I'm not playing martyr role or pity party or anything like that. that it was on me, you know. Um, but so what are the steps, what are some of the things we could do before we go into a conversation that we feel is not one of those things we need to overlook for the glory yeah. um, of God and, you know, it's to your glory to overlook offense. What are those, what should we do beforehand to prep for that conversation? Well, pray, you reach out, you yeah. say, can we talk about, Yeah. I mean, I don't think there is a formula for it. Mm. There is, I think it's literally examining yourself though. Yeah, I think that's it. If I think that's, that's, that's it though. Looking at no... the plank, the telephone, the satellite in your eye yeah. first. I think it does start at home. And I think also though, yeah. even if you're not like, oh yes, there's this thing I have, mm. being open to if someone else has an issue with you, right. you know, or stuff to say and coming to a place where you're open to receiving right. as well. And I mean, if they're gaslighting you and throwing stuff onto you, name shaming mm. you, that's completely different. And that's not, again, that's on them and their reaction for, you know, words they're plastering onto you or labeling you. But if it really is something that has eaten at them, and mm. this is the time that I think you do have to be in a place where you're open to also caring of your own shortcomings. But what if it happens on the fly? As in you're not prepared for it? Or it just comes out. I mean, again, it depends on mm. what they say, how they're saying it. It depends on the intensity of the conversation and how far it's escalated. Like, is everyone crying, tearing their robes? Mm. <laughs> like, Yeah, but you think about it in a way, oh, there's something in it. so much. <laughs> we should be slow to speak, slow to anger. Yeah. And we should. So that that's on us. I think listening to, because yeah. I think... In our brain, a lot of the time we go at things with, okay, how can I prove my next point? Right. Like someone's talking and they could literally be completely rational mm. in what they're saying all the while. You're formulating in your brain, how are you going to oppose right. them, your right. counter argument, you know, as though you're like in court cross-examining yes. someone just to get stuff out of them. Right. But actually listening 
And this mm. is also where my I think this is European huge. friend yeah. lover, not really lover, <laughs> romantic and <laughs> romantic partner at one point. It really did. Oh, that was a long time ago. That I thought was... you were just talking this summer. Oh, I was no, like, no, 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 no. Um, yeah. It was just a waiter I drug into my picture. <laughs> I know he volunteered his tribute. I didn't, um, I didn't see that. But one. this was actually eye opening to me because that's something I, I always struggled with. And I still can struggle with is actually listening versus thinking, okay, I'm listening to what they're saying. And like, here's my next set of right. points. But when we treat it like this same, trial. Yeah. yeah. We're like, yeah. take a note. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's not my trial in place. <laughs> Objection, your yeah. honor. Really we, I'm taking you to small. We can take, uh, <laughs> the answer is take them to small claims yeah. court. <laughs> Just write that you're going to sue them or something. Just write all their the wrongs. Yeah. Um, restraining order. Always. Yeah, restraining order. <laughs> I looked at one of those once for a roommate. <laughs> Also in Los oh, Angeles. But okay. it, yeah, you, have, you have your storybook of Los, LA stories. <laughs> Anything bad, just know yeah. it's probably Los Angeles. But go back to the listening thing because that's so, really huge. Yeah. We started off as friends and we both were very hot-headed and debating mm. so many like hot topics. It was during 2020 yeah. and that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, but it was cat it, on the hot dinner. Right. And Stella, so Stella. we, uh, you we don't even go get that at it. No, I don't. I have no idea. It's okay, it's Wait, a, that was a movie. Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. I thought I'm Marilyn Monroe to, was in that movie. Coffee today. Or Elizabeth Taylor. Marilyn uh, Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. No, uh, it was Elizabeth um, Taylor. No, 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 no. What was her name? Beautiful. Um, Grace Kelly? No. Well, I they're all, these are all beautiful women. Judy Garland? No, that's the okay, game. Sorry. Um, I'm not that ignorant oh, to the 20th century, was, but apparently oh my I goodness. am. Oh, newsflash, we'll get it and we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cat on proud. The no, but the problem is I really, really love this actress and I cannot remember. But it's okay. Okay. The deal is, go ahead. So yeah. we debated everything yeah. and could, like, it's almost like we agreed we'd finally get around to it and realize, oh, maybe we're coming from the same point of view, but such different angles, such different cultural upbringings, such different like values in life, different things. But I remember I really did want to understand where he was coming from because he truly took an interest where I, like he would get a legal pad and again, he would shred my arguments. Oh, wow. Dude, he, oh, yeah. Was like, it yellow or white? <laughs> that's a, you'd have to ask him, but except we broke up and I... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have no contact. Had a um, so he got an actual legal pad and took notes while, during your conversation. Uh, he would take notes on documentaries I would send, articles I would send. Was because that I'm, for him because he wanted to pursue yeah, looking like, at these? He did. And oh, it okay. was a genuine, like, he was honestly one of the first people who I had ever talked to, debated, and who was a friend who I could be as honest even though it's brutally honest and he like welcomed that and asked for that and said that my americanized sugarcoating was annoying which yeah. i'd never been used to uh, right and so Particularly again we weren't going after each other's character like you're a moron yeah. you're full of bs right. you know you're fruit i mean he would attack my <laughs> arguments yeah and there were some but it, basically especially when we ended up realizing oh romantically compatible i really wanted to understand where he was coming from on stuff right. because i cherish that friendship 
And then obviously, you know, had sparks and ended up, you know, relationally thinking of things. But it really did cause me to slow down in my thinking because I was, I think the romantic thing had a lot to do with it because, like, you would do anything for love. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't that I was even agreeing with his, the outcome of what he was getting, but it was, I would actually stop and I would, like, research the same things he was sending to me. And, and I was still debating the heck out of him. The, you were not on the same page with no. many things. Nope. I mean, not a lot. There yeah. were some things that we would get and we're like, oh, okay, we're kind of on the same, we're on the same wavelength. But a lot that we were completely different upbringings mm -hmm. and, you know, social values mm -hmm. and things. But um, again, I think that's with conversations, people don't actually listen right. and I mean I can be just as guilty of that yes. and formulating again like all oh, right what's my counter to this mm -hmm. or thinking of something that I want to say before they even talk and I'm so ready to say it yeah. that like I'm not listening to what they're saying I'm waiting for my opportunity to like you know yeah. so yeah. that's hard to narrow down and just I, th I think there's something about being life-giving yeah no I agree I think yeah. life, I, I would agree with I that I never thought about that you can speak life or yeah. death there you go. And words are powerful, oh, too. There you go. Let's sing the Toby Mac song on it. Is that yeah. a Toby Mac yeah, song? Yeah. Well, it's also scripture. But <laughs> <laughs> wow. I wonder where he Wait, got it. Wait, did Jesus or Toby Mac <laughs> sing this? <laughs> did Jesus rap? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> wrapped in yeah. Yeah. No, that Sorry. would be Isaiah. He wrapped. <laughs> Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a J dog. Yeah. <laughs> he was a harsh rapper. He laid it on the line. And then you have the psalmist who's like tearing their robes yes. and they're hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the mood swing rapper. So the deal is, uh, the deal oh. is, uh, the point behind these conversations yeah. is that we want to be life giving. That's right. We do want to be life giving. I like that. We want to be salt and light salt and light even when we feel salty <laughs> <laughs> well there you go yeah.